0: Welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord, welcome to a time of worship. Is that me? What's it doing? All right. Um, Anyway, do we have any visitors? Technical. Okay, we're good. We're good. No clunks. All right. All right. A few announcements for this morning. Be sure to sign the attendance books, especially for visitors, so we can let you know that we are very happy that you are with us today. Uh, VBS will be starting this week. Carrie, would you like to say a few words? VBS is
1: this Friday from 5:30 to 8:30 p.m., as well as Saturday. Um, we've been working hard the last five to six weeks on building sets. Um, And I'm so grateful for those who have come every Friday night for Bring Your Dinner Fridays and help building those sets for us. Um, We've really pulled together and used minimal things, and it's been amazing to see what we can do with just what we found around here at church. Um, All of your cardboard boxes that you guys have supplied. Um, We will be setting up those sets throughout the week. um, If you want to come by, if you want to help us pray over them, Um, we'll be here each evening um, at 6.30 p.m. building those sets. Um, in each different room. Um, If you want more information on that so you can be here, just let me know. Um, Please, please, please just pray for us. Um, We only have so far about 10 kids signed up, Um, but we are actually, that's about half of what we had last year, but we had a week-long program last year. We're only doing two days this year, it is a weekend. We are also um, competing with the fair that opens up this weekend as well. Um, So a lot plays into that. But we're just so excited to have those 10 kids here, to love on them, and just be present with us in the Lord. Um, So if you could just pray. Pray for those who are volunteering, who are going to be here. For those kids, may they find Jesus. May they feel his love while they're here with us. Um, And then for those families as well who are visiting, um, may they find a home here at this church. May they feel God's love in that weekend as well. Um, So we'll see you guys all back next Sunday. We'll have all of our sets up. We'll have an ice cream social after service. um, And the kids will have a big bounce house as well. So we can't wait to celebrate with you guys all next Sunday. So thank you so much. Please pray for us. (laughs)
0: Um, Also today, you probably remember, is a potluck. So all of the foods are sitting out there in the kitchen. And if you didn't remember, or if you didn't know, just come and join us anyway. There's always, always plenty of food. So join us. Um, The chargers are coming. So (laughs) the end of the month, they they will be here using our parking lot. So next week, we will start putting the passes in the bulletin. You also received a copy that you could print from your covenant call, and we will also email it so that everybody who may have a reason to come to the church can get in. And uh, that last Sunday of the month, the 28th, will be the first Sunday practice. So we know that's usually kind of a chaotic Sunday. So we want to plan ahead and make <laughs> sure everybody has their passes and knows to be here in uh, plenty of time. So and and before I, I let you greet one another, we're gonna do something a little different today since it's Always kind of hard to get everybody to come back to their seats. <laughs> You've noticed. <laughs> so Cornell is going to play some chimes. And when you hear the chimes, then I want everybody to go back to their places and stand there for the call to worship. Okay? Okay. And Nora, thank you for the idea. So now you may greet one another and then listen for the chimes.
2: Morning. With the chimes, it feels like high church. <laughs> Will you please stand for our call to worship this morning? Oh Lord, our God, we joyfully come to worship and praise you for all your blessings. <laughs> We come to sing God's praises and we delight in celebrating God's goodness. We come to praise and revere God's holy presence here with us and to give our thanks for all God's gracious mercies. We come because we cannot stop celebrating and we give our thanks for the blessed heritage of our faith in our listening God. Please pray with me. Lord, God of the nations, you have revealed your will to all people and promised us your saving help. May we hear and do what you command, that this darkness may be overcome by the power of your light, Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us continue in worship.
3: the children join me up front. I have a special story for you. I almost forgot my notes. Oops. If you'll stand uh, or get up as close to the top because the table will block your view. Um, You might want to Move it, migrate that way. Good morning. My name is Terry. Three weeks ago, I got a new name, Mimi. But this isn't about that. So um, how many of you were here last week? And Pastor Charles invited you to read your Bible. How many of you did that? Okay. (laughs) So you didn't finish. Okay. I understand that. And that's why we come to church, because every week one of the pastors or someone in the church is going to reveal something of God's Word from the Bible, and you get to learn it that way. And I think that really helps, instead of taking that book on your own. And in time, you will start to open it and read it on your own, and we always encourage you to try that. Um, But this morning, we are going to bring a passage and help you learn that. So, who are my football players in the group? Anybody play football? Anybody playing soccer? Gymnastics? Dance? Y'all in front of baseball? Woohoo! Do you got a nickname? Baseball, do you have a nickname? When you're up to bat, what do they call you? Nothing? No? Not yet? You have a nickname? No nicknames? Okay. Are the rest of you playing videos? You might want to get out a little bit. It's good. So, I want to introduce you to my son, Jesse. He rides BMX. He has a nickname, this is harder than I thought. Um, I cry when I sing, I didn't know i cry when I talk. So, Jesse has a nickname I gave him when he was eight years old, when he started riding BMX, and he's called the Phenom. And Philip is going to show you a video and let you know why.
4: Braxton Elson, Hunter Brown, Davin Child, 70 by Aaron Schritt, Juan Ramirez on the World 3, National 48, Radro, Roman Jaworski, Spencer, Cole Train Cole on the National Age Group 3, and the National Age Group number 1, one of my local boys, Jesse Welch, VA.
5: Jesse Welch and Spencer Cole are the only two riders on the game. Brandon Crane
4: still has a lead of 25 52. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. Good shot out of Welch. He's got to get it over from the outside right now. he will! Oh, it's Jesse Welch making a great start out of the outside. Nobody's going to catch this kid right now. The last three means the leader is stretched
3: BMX, and in that year, that race, Jesse not only took first place in his age group, but he took first place among all men in the country. So, in 11 days from today, we are leaving for Belgium for the World Cup Championship. We'll be in Zolder, and he is going to compete again um, against, or there will be 146 men ages 17 to 24, and... We are here to um, pray for him, and I want to share now what it is in the Bible, where it is in the Bible, that protects you when you play baseball, when you play soccer, for all the sports that you do. So in Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 14 to 17, this is what the Lord says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And this is the verse that we pray over Jesse whenever he competes, whether it be locally or nationally or now in Belgium. So I was wondering, you know how we all lay hands on people when we want to pray for them? I was wondering if you all would lay your hands on Jesse and if you would lay your hand forward, I'd like to offer a prayer. <clears throat> heavenly father we are so grateful and so thankful that you have brought the children into this house today to learn about your word and father it's amazing that you have words in your bible that teach us about safety and how to protect our selves in battle father i ask that you protect jesse as he rides in belgium that you grant traveling mercies as we travel there. Father, I'm grateful that I get to join them, that the whole family gets to go. Father, I ask a special request that you expedite, find, and transport Carmela's passport, that it arrives tomorrow so that she can join us. Lord, we just are so grateful that you take care of us, that you love us. And all God's children said, "Amen." amen.
2: Thank you, band. The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. So in faith and penitence, let us confess our sin before God and one another together. God of grace, love, and communion, we confess that we have failed to love you with our whole heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We ignore your commandments, stray from your way, and follow other gods. Have mercy on us, forgive our sin, and raise us to new life that we may serve you faithfully and give honor to your holy name. Amen. Hear the good news. Who, who among us is in a position to condemn? No one. Only Christ, because Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone and the new life has begun. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Please rise.
0: when a holiday like that comes in the middle of the week, you're never quite sure when to acknowledge it. So even though a few days ago was 4th of July, we celebrate. Our scripture this morning is from Psalm 30, and I will read that to you now. I will extol you, O God, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain, You hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my bad death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O God, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing, you have taken off my sackcloth, and closed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and never be silent. O oh Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. The word of the Lord be to God. Oops. <laughs> okay. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit that as the scripture is read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Psalms tend to have two dominant themes, laments and praises reflecting the highs and lows of life in David's time and in ours. They describe loneliness, fear, heartache, Psalms are written from real-life experiences without sugarcoating the events of life or faith or making it seem like nothing bad will ever happen again. Real life. Psalm 30 was written, as many of them are, in response to God's action in a crisis. This one appears to have been a serious illness. Disease is a great equalizer. It can affect people from all walks of life, be they young or old, homeless on the street, or a wealthy business person. It is a reminder that we are all mortal. Disease gets in the way of our plans and ambitions, and it can change attitudes. We have all had experience with illness, so this is a psalm that we can relate to. Psalm 30 is not merely a song of faith and hope and an expression of gratitude. It is a song. We know that David is the author and that he has been through a difficult time. Some feel this psalm is almost too simplistic. There's a crisis, pray for help, help is delivered, suffering is past, all is well. Although these steps are covered in the psalm, it is much more than that simple equation. Psalm 30 becomes a song of thanksgiving for one who has felt the absence and presence of God. For all of us, night times are real. Struggles are real. Troubles are real. We all have bad days or even bad periods. We get discouraged. We can identify with David. In his despair, David speaks about his doubts and struggles and how he is nearly overwhelmed by his enemies. He speaks of being in Sheol, the place of the dead, the land of darkness, The Hebrew word sheol is translated as a a place of no return, the underworld, or hell. We can compare this to Psalm 23 when it refers to the valley of shadows, those dark places of life. For David, this place seems to be a life threatening illness, but the place of darkness can be emotional, spiritual, financial, a dark place where there doesn't seem to be a way out. Yet the Lord brought him back to the land of the living with renewed energy and vigor and a song in his heart. These psalms reflect the joy that come from the assurance that God will keep his promises. Such knowledge transforms our lives. God's goodness prevails But then he talks about being drawn up from that dark place. The imagery suggested in this verse is of being drawn up from a well, a deep, dark, unpleasant well, where there doesn't seem to be any way out. Have you ever been in such a place? Such situations are part of life. But he was pulled out of it, and from the darkness of the pit he saw light, morning, and his joy was great. From his rescue comes gratitude to God who rescued him, and he invites everyone to join him in praise. The Message Bible starts this psalm with, I give you all the credit, God, you got me out of that mess, and then... You gave me another chance of life when I was down and out. And because this is a monumental event, he shouts it aloud for the world to hear, and he sings God's praises. David also acknowledges his sense of overconfidence in the good times. He refers to when I was comfortable or secure and all was well. I will never stumble. During such complacent times, it is hard to imagine that all too quickly life can change. He thinks he is set. When things are going well, it may be that we forget our dependence on God. He believed that prosperity was based on God's favor and misfortune on God's absence. It is hard to accept, then, when life comes crashing down. Loss of wealth, health, power can sweep away that confidence abandoned by God. In this psalm, the writer had altered his thinking and now believes that when the next distress arrives, which it will, he will remain forever thankful, even as as he offers prayers for help. He turns to God. He has a new awareness of God's presence, even in suffering, where he had formerly presumed God was absent. God's anger and weeping are but for a moment in a life full of joy and hope. What David discovered is that God was and is present in joy and in sorrow, in suffering and in health, in all the times of our lives. It is faith that allows us to see God present, especially in the bad times. Faith opens us up to God's sustaining, healing presence. In difficulties, We can trust because of a belief that something else is possible. The purpose of his very existence then was to praise God. There is a message for us in this psalm. First, do as David did when in a crisis. Pray. David wrote, I cried out to you. David knew where to turn when he needed help. His cry was to the Lord. Not only was he admitting his human weakness, he was exhibiting his faith. And even though he felt God had abandoned him, it was to God he prayed. When I worked as a hospital chaplain and I was visiting with a patient, I would usually ask if they would like prayer. Many times the answer I got was, no, everything is fine right now. So the only time we pray is when we need help? First of all, no, everything isn't okay or you wouldn't be in a hospital. (laughs) Second, it's all right to pray and talk to God when things are fine. God even likes us to do that. Or how about giving thanks that you are in a good place or pray for someone else whose day is not so fine in the story of naaman we heard last week naaman went to the prophet elisha as god's representative to request healing from leprosy he asked hoping and believing in god's goodness and power as a church And as individuals, we face challenges. But because of God's faithfulness, we make it through. Scripture reminds us in Chronicles, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. Pray, seek my face. Then we must know that God hears your prayers. In a crisis time, people often feel that God has abandoned them or is not listening to them. I have talked with people who were going through difficult times who did not want prayer because they were angry at God. They blamed God for their misfortune and didn't want to talk to him. We know that the psalmist was a man of God. We consider ourselves children of God. Unfortunately, that does not exempt us from any bad things ever happening in our lives. When Rabbi Kushner wrote, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, He presented the idea that pain and suffering are a part of life, no matter how close to God one is. Life at times can seem like a roller coaster. Okay, I'm not working this. Philip, can you put that picture up for me? Okay with all of its twists and turns and ups and downs. In the passage I just read, God promises, I will hear from heaven. Psalm 40 begins, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my prayer. Imagine what it means to incline to someone, to hear someone so intently means to lean forward, to cup your hand behind your ear, and give your full attention to what is being said. God inclines to us and hears our prayers, always. there is that. This is where faith comes in. Can I get the next one? Picture the trapeze act in a circus. The person letting go of the swing and flying toward the catcher has to have great faith and trust that they will be caught or they would never let go. When we pray, we do so with great faith and trust that our prayers are heard by the one who can help us or catch us. But it can still be a scary time. And after we pray, we watch to see how God responds. Again in the passage from Chronicles, after God promises to hear the next promise, to forgive their sin and heal the land, God responds. In this psalm, David is lifted out of the darkest pit, out of what he describes as hell. In Psalm 40, he speaks of a slimy, desolate pit, muddy, miry muck, and the Hebrew word refers to roaring waters with it, a pretty bad place. And again, he is lifted up. Some may read this psalm to say that we pray fervently for help, we are delivered, and suffering is a thing of the past that would be nice but God has not promised that too simple we are not so naive as to believe nothing bad or sad will ever happen again in the sermon on the mount jesus proclaimed blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted those words bring hope in the midst of constant or ongoing struggles. In this Psalm, we hear that joy comes in the morning. We have all been through bad times and have come out on the other side. I have had patients who I had seen through hard times and saw them again in happier times. And I've asked them if they ever could have imagined they could be this happy and full of joy again. In the middle of a crisis, it's hard to believe, and it's okay to feel the pain of the moment. Joy comes. Jesus felt many of the feelings we have, and we know that at the death of Lazarus, he wept. Such pain is real. We may question whether God is present, but the truth is, God has never left our side. When we look at the sky, when it is cloudy or in June gloom, we may not be able to see the sun. But we still know it is there. And it will come from behind the clouds. The psalmist cries out to God, but you hid your face. And sometimes it can feel like that. We may even ask, where is God in all of this? God spoke to the prophet Isaiah with a message of great comfort. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you walk through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. As we face life's challenges, God gives us what we need to make it through. He says, I will be with you. God meant it then, and God means it today. Fear and sadness will come in life, but there is light ahead. Darkness may come, but there will be joy in the morning. God will turn things around and wipe away our tears. Faith in God allows us to experience joy, even in the depths. Our task is to hold God's hand when walking through the night and to thank him for the blessings of the morning. Just as the pain we experience is very real, so too is the joy. Those who believe in tomorrow can live a better today. Each crisis we weather strengthens our faith and our trust. We can hold on to those words of Psalm 46. God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear. The Lord of hosts is with me. The challenge to us is to find God in the suffering. When we look at the world around us, or even our own little world, there is so much tragic suffering, so much injustice, so much pain, it almost seems inappropriate to talk about dancing for joy. How can one feel happy looking at these things? The answer, the psalm of praise to God, reflects faith and hope that wherever we are, whatever our circumstances, we are constantly surrounded by God's love. Let me repeat that. Wherever we are, whatever our circumstances, We are constantly surrounded by God's love. For that, we give thanks. These praises reflect a joy inspired by God, the confidence that God will never fail us or forsake us, but will be a very present help, no matter what the circumstances. How do we know God is present? Look back over your life especially the difficult times. What events happened that saw you through? Who was there for you? What help did you receive just when you needed it? The friend that calls at just the right time? The meal that arrives in the hand of a neighbor? The prayers and encouragement of others? These are not just random acts or coincidence. They are manifestations of God's presence and love. If you look, you will see God in the face and hands of others. We know we can let go of that trapeze, and we will be caught. The response to God's actions is praise, praise, and more praise. In preparing this, I was reminded of Cornell's explanation before the choir sang the last part of the Messiah about the amens that just keep on going and going to try to give God enough glory. When Jesus was entering Jerusalem and the Pharisees wanted his followers to stop praising, Jesus replied, if these were silent, the rocks would shout out. That's the kind of praise we should be giving, totally unrestrained, joyful praise. A life of joy and thanksgiving for God's constant presence is an appropriate response, and not just when things are going our way. The psalmist learned that God is my helper in every experience of life. The best and the worst, in the pit or on high, in light or in darkness, in weeping and in joy. So responding with praise and thanksgiving and dancing becomes more than a momentary response, but a new perspective on life, centered on gratitude. Praise is not reserved only for the prosperous seasons of life, but is to be a constant expression. Our very lives are gifts from God, and an appropriate response for such a gift is to allow our whole lives to become praise. David had faith that weathered the storms. In the psalmist's new thinking, he had a new understanding Of suffering and joy suffering happens in life but the nearness of God and the helpness helpfulness of God gives hope suffering is not an indication of the absence of God joy is possible in the depths praise is not reserved for the season of prosperity is it a constant way of life Rogers and Hammerstein wrote a beautiful piece of music for the movie Carousel that I think kind of sums up what we've been saying. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on through the wind, walk on through the rain, though your dreams be tossed and blown. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart, and you'll never walk alone. Amen. Loving God, we thank you for your presence in all the days of our lives, for helping us to see that morning will come and our weeping will be turned into dancing and our despair into joy. For this, we praise you with all that we have and all that we are. Help us to live in this promise every day of our lives. Amen. So would you stand now as we respond in music.
5: steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness
0: I now remain standing as we sing our communion hymn. seated. As we approach our communion table today, we come with praise and gratitude for the gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because of that gift, we have hope for the future. Will you pray with me? It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, eternal God, creator and ruler of the universe. Your hand formed us from the dust of the earth and set us among all your creatures to love and serve you. When we were unfaithful to you, you kept faith with us. Your love remained steadfast. We praise you, most holy God, for sending your only son to live among us, sharing our joy and sorrow. He told your story, healed the sick, and was a friend of sinners. Obeying you, he took up his cross and died that we might live. By your power, you raised Jesus from death to life. Through his victory over the grave, we are set free from the bonds of sin and the fear of death to share the glorious freedom of the children of God. In his rising to life, you promised eternal life to all who believe in him. We praise you as we break bread in faith that we shall see the risen Christ among us. Glorious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, and upon these gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, that we may be one with all who share this feast, united in ministry in every place. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we take this bread and this drink from the gifts you have given us, and celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Jesus Christ. Accept this, our offering of praise and thanksgiving, as a living and holy offering of ourselves, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the words of the institution of the Lord's Supper. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took his bread. And after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. And he said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the saving death of the lord jesus christ until he comes with thanksgiving we offer our grateful praise this is the joyful feast of the people of god They will come from north and south and east and west to sit at table. According to Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Today, we, acting in his name, Say, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup and he said this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood take and drink in remembrance of me and as you receive your cup hold it so that we may all drink together in communion with one another Haste and see that the Lord is good. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. I will give the benediction next, and then we will do as we usually do and conclude with the singing of the Lord's Prayer. Our reminder today is that God is always, always present. And even though we go through hard and difficult times, that because of the love of God, joy comes in the morning. And because of that, we shout our praises. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace today and every day amen okay. our
5: father who are I-
6: My children serve the Lord. They're, they don't. They come to the church. They came the first time we came, and I said to them, "Now this will probably be the last church I'll ever live attend." And is can you hear me? Yes. <coughs> My mind is going as well. Well, I. When my children became of age, they helped us out in all the churches that we pastored. One played the organ, and the other one played the piano. And it was wonderful to know, as I stood there in the pulpit, that my children were helping me. were helping us pastor that church. I sent them away to college. At Azusa Pacific, the one sister that's here from, that was a missionary, Marsha, Marcia, she went to school with my daughter. And a, a gentleman who established a musical group, he wrote to the college and he wanted to select some students to sing in that group they called me back up, my children said, Dad, they they want us to travel with them, they want us to sing. And I said, oh no, oh no, 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 no. You're helping your dad. I did not want them to go. I I was against it. I was totally against it because I wanted them. My daughter sang, she played the piano. And my son played the organ. And I was so proud. And I have so much to give thanks for what God has done, even though I was, I was against it. They, went, they left. I didn't even tell them goodbye. Months went by, and I didn't even talk to them. Because I was so disappointed that they weren't helping their dad. But to show you how God is... How wonderful he is. How could we not give thanks when he deserves all the blessings in our lives, when we're not worthy of the blessings that he bestows? And that's why I wanted to say I was not going to say anything today because Diane knows that I'm not too good on the words.
7: But he thanks God for his life, this church and all of the love that everyone has bestowed on.
6: Yes, I want to thank all of you. The cards, I've had a whole stack of cards. In fact, I have one yet to open. And I thank you for your goodness and your receiving this Mexican. I couldn't speak Spanish when I went to South America, but God's goodness. I come from a family. My mother is a daughter, and she has, she had, my mother had seven sisters, six sisters.
7: Seven sisters, four brothers. And four
6: brothers. This morning, all those sisters and all those brothers are dead. Today, I am the oldest in that family.
7: Don't share it. (laughs)
6: so much so much to give thanks to the Lord for what he's done in my life
7: but mainly he wanted to say that he appreciates everyone in this church so much and the love that through his sickness and now through the death of his daughter and this love at this church we know now why we came to this church when we lived in Carlsbad, Frank told me, when he was doing the books, that if we ever move back to Orange County, the love from that church, he wants to attend that church. I said, I we'd probably go to Newport Mason. God led us to this church. Thank you so much, and Frank thanks you so much for your love. Okay?
6: That church that we established, just to give God the honor and the glory, on one day we baptized over 50 new converts and i can't remember all of them but one of them was a young man whose wife would attend the church and she said pastor pastor would you come would you come to the house because my my husband is home drunk he's fallen in the He'd fallen in the bathroom. He's so drunk. Would you come and help me? We went to help him get up and began to minister to that young man. And today that young man...
7: He now is the the, uh, pastor at the Orange County Jail, serves God in his church, and he,
6: he has been That's it. the honor and the glory. That's the honor and the glory I want to give to the Lord. My mother did not know the Lord. And she would come from Washington to visit us from time to time. And I would say to my family, well, maybe, maybe, to, maybe this time my mother will give her heart to the Lord. She did not do it. She'd go back home. I'll be through in a minute.
7: <laughs> Don't get him started. Go ahead. Huh?
6: So my mother, I said, Mother,
7: we go to Israel
6: Israel from time to time, and I'd like to take you with me. Oh, no, she didn't want to do that. She She'd rather go to Hawaii or some other place, not... Not to Israel, but she went. On 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 the plane, because at that time I worked for.
7: Noseworthy Travel. But TBN. I, TBN.
6: Yeah. Don't get me off. <laughs> <laughs> but she was sitting on the plane, and one of the ladies said, Oh, I'm so excited, we're going to go to Israel. My mother was still like her son. You know, just didn't want to do what God God wanted her to do. The next morning, we were in Israel. And they come running to me, a group of Christians, and said, Your mother, your mother, your mother's giving her heart to the Lord. She's, She's praying right now. God bless me to baptize my mother
7: in the Jordan River in the
6: Jordan River that's how good God is to us and yet we're so stubborn well in that long time that we started that church my son played the organ and my daughter played the piano I probably already told you that you need I'll tell you again What was I saying?
7: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I could take this show on the road, really.
6: (laughs) So I was so proud of the fact that my son and my daughter were helping us and they were a blessing. They'd come down from college to help me. And here this guy comes along and he wants to take them traveling all over the world singing I don't know why, but he took them, and I was so disappointed, so down. I would it, it couldn't see why God was taking my son and my daughter. They traveled all over the world, and I thanked the Lord for the blessing that they were. On one occasion, I'm almost through. Okay.
7: They're they're serving.
6: Yeah, I'm almost through.
7: Okay, go sit down. No, no, I wait with for you.
6: I was so proud, but yet I was so disappointed that it had happened. I didn't want that to happen. I I didn't even tell him goodbye. I was so disappointed. I'm getting off of it, but you're getting me off of it. Okay, go ahead. So I was so thankful. So thankful. I had been dieting this particular Sunday morning. And as I was leading song service, and my son was at the piano, and my daughter was at the, the, at the organ or vice versa, either one, and I couldn't understand. But I was leading the song service, and all of a sudden, my pants went clear down to the floor. <laughs> but I was behind the pulpit, no one saw me but my son. <laughs> And my daughter did We've had a lot of laughs about those crazy things that happened to dad They traveled with that group for over three three years And when he finally came home Both of them said dad we want to show you something we want to show you something and sitting in the driveway was a car that they had saved up money those three years, some of their money that they received singing for this group. See how good that is. They said, Dad, we bought this car for you. God is so good, he's so good to us. Why can't we take a few minutes and praise the Lord when we should? So this morning, unexpectedly needed to come to church this morning I did not intend to say a word but this morning I give God the praise and the glory for giving me my daughter and he took her home she was only 30 years old when she went they went to that group she was in that group she passed away. She was over 60. She came a couple of a few occasions with us when she came out to see us. And of course, she has difficult, like her dad, to say anything anymore. But the morning that we stood in the hospital with a brain tumor, the doctor, I stood right next to the Husband and the doctor and the husband said, what can we expect? He said, I'm sorry. He said, she only has 15, Six six months, at most six months. It's now been over, over, long over that time. But this morning, I want to thank God for the blessings that he bestowed on this person. And that is why we overcome by the word of our testimony. We overcome by the word of our testimony. And so when God is so good to us, it's wrong for us to just keep our mouths quiet and not tell them. So that's why you want to be obedient to me and the Lord.
7: Oh, I try. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa.
6: Yes I want to thank you our pa- our friend
7: what's your friend
6: no the husband He called me up one day
7: oh Steve
6: Steve he said we're looking for a bookkeeper. I said well I can I can do that. So many mornings you and I. As we would come up from Carlsbad, he would tell me his testimony. And I had many occasions to talk to him about my testimony as well. So this morning, I would do wrong if I had left without telling you how good, how good God has been to me. And he can do that for any person that is sitting in this room.
3: Pastor Charles Svensson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa.
6: We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.